Hey, Drunk Mythology friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the... Drunk Mythology Gals. Drunk Mythology or maybe Technology Gals. Either one. Um, Yeah, this is fun, fun, fun. Yeah. 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 So... I I have no words. (laughs) Well, I know what my sacrifice to Odin is this week. Right? Oh my god, yes. But... (laughs) Before we get to that, um, spring is in the air, along with pollen. Oh, big time pollen. Pollen came early this year. Yeah. (laughs) There's a joke in there, but I'm not going to, we'll just back away from it. It's nothing that the gods haven't written, said before, so I think it's okay. (laughs) And they probably said it in an incestuous context. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, But along with the thrill of yard work running through your veins, there's one other spring tradition we need to get through first. April Fool's. Uh-huh. Or yeah. at least the art of trolling your nearest and sometimes dearest. And <laughs> okay. only because it's us, we do it ancient style and it involves the fucking Romans. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yep. And also this week on Patreon, I am tackling a slightly slimy deep dive topic mm. that our very own Kim brought up in our little Discord chat. And Yikes. it has to do with the coronation of King Charles coming up. I don't remember this coming up in Discord. <laughs> oh, it did. It did. Um, and, you know, uh, regardless of what kings actually do anymore, um, right. I'm going to dive. Maybe that's not the right word, but whatever. I'm going to dive into the world of holy anointing oils. Oh, this will be fun. That's one word for it. Yeah. So, and you might ask how that ended up as a topic of extensive discussion on our Discord, but honestly, weird things have happened. uh, Yeah, definitely. Weird things have happened, like photos of stuffed animals. (laughs) That's on steps. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to hear this bizarro... coronation oil holy anointing oils you can join patreon at patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals and for only three dollars a month you get a whole lot of really top-notch uh what's the word i'm looking for ludicrous uh insanity <laughs> we, we have chaos we have <laughs> close to 50 extra episodes 50 we original like, ep- yeah that, we have that close many. to 50 episodes you'll never hear on the main feed we have lit right. crit hour we have 190 <laughs> proofs we have deep dives right. yeah snorkels so, snorkels we have the uh every quarter we do a what the fuck is this video chat <laughs> um yeah so patreon's yeah. fun um oh yeah <laughs> And, uh, but before we get started, (laughs) how about our sacrifices to Odin this week? Oh my God. It's, we are in the final days of March and what happens, um, about two weeks from now? Do you know, Kate? Do you know? Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's on the Ides of April. Um, yeah, sure. (laughs) Right. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
freaking tax day, the deadline. Oh my God. I, I have every year I have best intentions start early. It never happens. Never happens. You give a whole new new definition to March Madness. Yeah. I feel like I am further behind than even my usual behind. This is not, it's not going well this year. Things are, nothing's going as it's supposed to go. (laughs) 2023 clearly did not get the memo about what was expected of it. Did we not set clear management expectations for 2023? Is it us? I thought we did. Didn't we record a a New Year's episode and like giving 23 its notice? Uh, shape up or ship out and it's just like <laughs> la 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 burn all the things <laughs> yeah so yeah there's that I mean you know what would really suck even worse is to be like oh, a don't you dare ba- say it no it would be to be a college basketball fan and an accountant like you oh. want to watch all the games right. but like this is the busiest time of year so at least you're not a basketball fan yeah, I, I'm i like, there's basketball happening? Really? Huh? <laughs> Wait, what is that again? <laughs> yeah. People are people are playing basketball? Oh, okay. <laughs> they have time? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, we were just sitting, uh, right before we recorded, probably 15 minutes prior, I was just sitting on the couch, eating my Cape Cod jalapeno potato chips. Hi, Cape Cod! <laughs> Should have been a rye cracker. You're right. It absolutely should have been a rye cracker. And (laughs) my husband's sitting on the other side of the couch and he's, you know, baseball's on TV, but I'm busily working while I'm eating my chips. So I'm only paying half attention to the baseball game that is on. And I hear the announcers saying, oh, that's his first hit of the year. And I'm looking, I'm like, what did I just hear first hit of the year and sam's like yeah it's the first game and i'm like yeah huh he goes today is opening day and i roll my eyes and he's like why are you rolling your eyes and i'm like i swear to god we've already been watching baseball for like three months (laughs) that was spring training exhibition games as well as get with it the the world the world baseball classic as well it's like oh we were that's watching... right i heard about that i actually heard yeah. about that on another podcast where one person watches baseball and the other's like i have no idea what that sport even is <laughs> yeah it baseball has been on like multiple games a day for quite some time in our household and i'm like okay how is this day any different when i walk in the door and there's baseball greeting me as i come through the garage that this is no different from any other day from my perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I will offer up yes. my Wi-Fi and I'm spelling <laughs> that W-H-Y-Fi yes. because if I sound like I'm recording from my phone, it's because I am. Because yeah. uh, ostensibly we have Wi-Fi, but we don't. Um, 
I have yeah. a technician coming out tomorrow. This has been going on all week. We've been trying to record all week. It's mm-hmm. just been a mess. So, yeah. uh, if anyone's yeah. familiar with the Max Hedrum from the 80s, <laughs> that's exactly what Kate sounds like once she hits the record button. Once she puts that little extra demand on the network, <laughs> she turns into Max Hedrum. <laughs> that's assuming I can connect to the network. There you go. Like it's, I was yeah. chatting with the uh, customer service person and I kept <laughs> dropping off. I'm like, I'm oh having God. intermittent <laughs> connectivity issues. And she's like, how do you try? And then she drops off. And I'm like, well, I would. But yeah, that, that's my offering. And you, and you it, just went, you just went Max Hedrum a little bit just there as well, which has me thinking it's not just your house. I think there's something going on in your area. I hope to fuck not, but I wouldn't be surprised. You guys are so waterlogged. There is that. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of water, what are you drinking? Um, tepid water. Are you? (laughs) So am I. Because Um, I have... You, you're going to think I'm going to say I have taxes to work on after we finish recording. No, I have statistics homework. <laughs> you know, nothing helps. Nothing makes for good statistics like vodka. I'm just saying. Well, okay. There's that. Yeah. It's, I swear it's a foreign language with all the Greek letters that I have to memorize. Like, wait, pi is not pi? What? No. <laughs> yeah, it's puh. It's a puh sound. <laughs> nice. Real nice. Nice try. Anyway. I'm, I'm doing um, yeah, So. Yes. What are you? So it's water for you too? Yeah. Water. April yeah, Fool's. Water. We're not drunk. <laughs> We're not drunk. There you go. April Fool's. Yeah. And um, by the way. At least it's We are my... never recording an April Fool's themed episode ever again because this is the shit that happens when I'm like, ha ha gods, let's talk about jokes. Because they, you'll see, never, never go to the ancients for a good sense of humor. Yeah, it's, at least I have my DMG pint glass and, you know, it's okay, whatever. So I'm going to move on with the disclaimer. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Do, do, because I'm I'm getting little bits of Max Hedrum from you, so we need to hustle up. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Okay, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, crappy Wi-Fi signals, tax returns, statistics. I've already forgot uh, what else we talked about because <laughs> I didn't write shit down again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't drink and drive any of it, whatever. Move on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young And yes, people were still telling dad jokes. I'm not actually going to talk about the origin of April Fool's itself, because first of all, its history rolls out a bit later than our usual ancient timeline. But also, I'm honestly not all that interested. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, let's just. Uh, we love honesty here, <laughs> which is a total oh, yeah. lie. So yeah. anyway, um, 
Instead, I want to tell you about some of the crazy, weird, occasionally funny, and um, often bloody and indubious taste pranks of the ancient Mediterranean. Oh, dear. Yikes. Oh, yes. Now, you know me, if I can't start with a good old Merriam-Webster definition, I like to start with some mm. historical context and sources. Oh, and yes. We actually have real primary sources, bits of historical record oh. that captured everything from ancient Sumerian marriage jokes to <laughs> why you should never, ever trust the psychopathic Roman Emperor Caligula when he tells you this is going to be hilarious. Oh, his name's familiar. Yeah. I feel like we may have talked about him We last may have year. mentioned him with a full body shiver <laughs> following oh. because he's, he's cray-cray. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, the record is more, it, it's mostly spotty <laughs> with a little bit of substance. Sure. But, you know, because there's not a ton of references to ancient pranks because, you know, writing was expensive and hard and... Who had time when you were busy living a short, miserable life, or worse, a long, miserable life? So, <laughs> right. let's start with uh, one that is bound to hit a pain point with all of us. So, have you ever tried to drink from a glass or cup and just missed? You know, everything goes down your chin, onto your pristine white shirt, yeah. like you just miss your lip, it mm. slips. Um, well, yeah. aside from accidents, there are also prank cups and glasses that will do that to you, even if you're better coordinated than like me. Oh, wow. But say it with me. Nothing is Nothing new. Nothing is new. <laughs> so, you know, Pythagoras? Yes. Math. The, yeah. The geometry dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's actually some genuine debate about whether he, quote unquote, invented the theorem or was just kind of passing it along. But that's another time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going all the way back to Pythagoras. And Pythagoras, cool. he lived from 570 BCE to 495 BCE. And I am not doing the reverse math. That's your job. <laughs> um, it's roughly 75 years. It, that's what I thought, exactly, but I didn't even want to risk yeah. it. <laughs> it's so, exactly 75 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is putting him about two centuries after Hesiod and Homer and about a hundred-ish years, you know, 100 to 150. I forget the exact dates of Socrates, mm -hmm. but, you know, he's he's sort of between Homer and Socrates Okay. A little closer to Socrates. So, you know, but he's like pretty much in the prime time of this classical Athenian period. Got anyway, back in ye old, he was actually known not for his geometry skills, but actually mm -hmm. for his kind of secretive sect and cult that he what? founded. And yeah, he, he was basically like an ancient cult leader. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, we uh, we'll do a Pythagoras episode one day because it's crazy. But yeah, so he founded and led this cult basically in southern Italy, which at the time was home to a lot of Greek colonies. And this sect was ostensibly very ascetic, which is you know very strict and shunning of worldly pleasures and goods. 
supposedly into vegetarianism, though not vegan, just vegetarian. And there's a question of whether they actually okay. follow through on being vegetarian. And they did a hell of a lot of numerology <laughs> that might have accidentally discovered some real principles of astronomy. But Fun. I say ostensibly because we don't know for sure because sources. Again, another episode, another day. But anyway, you get the picture. Right. Dude was kind of a kooky, ye old new age health nut math nerd. And um, I love it. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. They are the worst because they get really into virtual signaling and trying to teach everyone moral lessons. At least oh, you are if your no. name is Pythagoras. Oh, he no. even designed a cup to demonstrate the consequences of greed. Oh, my goodness. He basically designed the sippy cup of doom. <laughs> Other Jen? Okay. I'm going to have you read the next bit because it's straight from Wikipedia describing how it works. And it's actually much clearer than anything I could paraphrase. Okay. So straight from Wikipedia. Here we go. A Pythagorean cup looks like a normal drinking cup, except that the bowl has a central column in it giving it a shape like a bunt pan. The central column of the bowl is positioned directly over the stem of the cup and over a hole at the bottom of the stem. A small open pipe runs from this hole almost to the top of the central column where there is an open chamber. The chamber is connected by a second pipe to the bottom of the central column where a hole in the column exposes the pipe to the contents of the bowl of the cup. Okay, I think I followed that I, somewhat. I have a I have picture a and a diagram my... further down. So Com Coming up, okay. When the cup is filled... Liquid rises through the second pipe up to the chamber at the top of the central column, following Pascal's principle of communicating vessels. I've, I've heard of this in science classes. As long as the level of the liquid does not rise beyond the level of the chamber, the cup functions as normal. If the level rises further, however, the liquid spills through the chamber into the first pipe and out the bottom. Gravity then creates a siphon through the central column, causing the entire contents of the cup to be emptied through the hole at the bottom of the stem. Basically, it's a siphon. It is. It and is. modern toilets work on the same principle. Oh, also, the They're, fabric yeah. dispenser on top-loading washing machines. Fabric softener oh. dispenser. <gasps> Is that how the water gets in there and runs through? It's... Oh. Okay. Now, I have a, a picture and a diagram to show how it okay. works. All and right. I, I, I know what the first one looks like. My brain went there, okay? I have not scrolled yet. 
I'm, <laughs> anything else to say before I scroll? No, just scroll. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yes, this is phallic. This is a hundred and ten percent phallic. Um, yeah, that's. Oh my god! So okay, we're looking at what's. Uh, this is ceramic. This particular piece or clay, mm -hmm. it, it, and it's one of these cups that's basically been bisected straight down the middle, so you can see how this thing is set up on the inside. Um, and oh my God, it looks it, this, oh my. I don't, I, I thought it was less phallic and more chapel of ease. <laughs> this is, this is, um, wow. Well, okay. So if you want to actually see a representation of how it works, scroll down again. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is a nice drawing of the science and this it looks like a chalice um this is a little less phallic looking <laughs> this, is, this is a little less graphic it's a less graphic graphic yeah yeah yeah. It's a nice little illustration showing, okay, if the liquid level is at this point, you're good. If the liquid level goes to that point, goes above, then the siphon and gravity kick in and science kicks in and, oh, there goes all your drink on the floor. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Pythagoras is like, don't overfill your cup. Be moderate in what you drink. Yeah. And... Frankly, this is clearly just one more reason why going to a dinner party with the ancient Greeks would probably have been pretty miserable. Because it's if it's not Socrates criticizing you for how strong you're mixing your wine, it's Pythagoras literally cutting you off and ruining your cute going out chitin. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Talk about short pouring at the bar. Right? <laughs> um so speaking of Socrates, you might remember I described him as ugly. Oh, that he, sounds familiar. Yeah, he was short. He had like a snub nose. Um, and by all accounts, he was both ugly and had really bad BO. Mm. Bad BO. Like he did not like washing. Um, which means he was automatically attracted to one of the most beautiful young men of Athens at the time. Um, and this he, sounds familiar. Yes. And he was a guy by the name of Alcibiades. I and, remember that name. Yes. And Alcibiades didn't really want to have anything to do with Socrates, which didn't work out well because Socrates just tried to lecture him into submission. And <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there that tedious Socratic dialogue was like the Rohypnol of ancient Athens. But I digress. Like... <laughs> He would literally just sit there and like browbeat you and ask you questions, making you feel like you're dumb and an asshole when he's the one being an asshole. But I'm not bitter about philosophy yeah. 101. Um, still, you can't keep a good man down. And wherever he could get away from Socrates, Alcibiades was out partying with his buddies. Like Alcibiades think was the equivalent of like a young high school musical era, Zac Efron and his buddies going clubbing oh, and getting like fun. papped in LA. 
Like, this is <laughs> the guy. So okay. one night Alcibiades gets really drunk. And like I said, the kind of drunk that paparazzi get photos of, starlets stumbling out of the Viper Room here in L.A., um, right. And they go rolling through the streets of Bel Air, I mean, on the Tony side of ancient Athens. And okay, well, <laughs> hang on. Um, <laughs> put a pin in Alcibiades mm-hmm. and the gang, um, mid stumble. So, you know how we giggle like 10 okay. year old boys whenever we see a Roman penis carving? <laughs> you mean exactly. like that? Just, just like that. And that's fine because fuck the Romans. Um, In ancient Athens, it was a thing to have a kind of stylized statue of Hermes in front of your home or on your street or in the square by the fountain or well, just everywhere. They were like, you know, when garden gnomes were at the height of their popularity and everybody had one. Um, Think of it like that crossed with a pink flamingo with a very prominently mm-hmm. erect dick sticking out. <gasps> if you oh, keep scrolling. Okay. That's, that's cast in bronze. Oh my wrong, God. They used to have this in like stone. What the hell? It's considered oh, good luck. Oh my God. It's considered sure like a good is. luck. You know, everybody had them in front of their homes. I, Personally, I would have turned it into a knocker, but that's just me. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. So oh, my goodness. I, is, I'm pretty sure yeah. you know what's coming next. So, Oh, dear. Alcibiades and his buddies go drunkenly through the streets, breaking off the penises of the Herms and think it's oh my the God. funniest thing ever. Is he wrong? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, not really. Um, uh, these statues are just begging for that right right like how were they not already done before Alcibiades could get to this you know this endeavor I I, I don't understand how it wasn't done before him (laughs) that's what I'm saying exactly But unfortunately, like so many things that seem like a good idea at the time, this turned out to be not so great, not such a great idea because it was kind of the equivalent of going around and spraying mustaches on every like front yard Christmas crush, like spraying a mustache on the baby Jesus in the Christmas crush at every house you find. (gasps) Like, that's uh, the level of sacrilege this would be. Okay. So people didn't like it. And, you know, people in Athens were pretty unhappy right about then anyway, because there was a big old war called the Peloponnesian War between Athens and Sparta going on. And, you know, like I said, short, miserable lives or worse, long, miserable lives. So yeah. at first, no one could figure out who broke all the dicks off the herms <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to dick in a box. But um, oh my god, whether there was actual evidence of it or it just seemed reasonable and convenient to blame Alcibiades, they decided to charge him with the crime. Oh my goodness! Because he might not have done it. 
but he was kind of like an outrageous party guy. So they're like, eh, he might have, but he might not have. We don't know. Okay. But he was like, take me to court, bitches. And they were going to, except he was also in charge of a massive army that was desperately needed at the battlefront. And he's like, later, and set sail to rendezvous with the other armies before his t- trial could take place. Still, oh, the wow. worse things went, the more people were like, hey, let's get him back here. We want to we, we wanna do something. So they dispatched a, a force to go get him and capture him and bring him back to Athens. And everyone, including Alcibiades, knew that this wasn't going to end well. So he was like, guess what? April Fool's, bitches. I'm going to defect to Sparta. Oh, my goodness. And that didn't end well either, but not much in ancient history ever did. So there you go. That was Alcibiades' idea of a fabulous prank. Wow. So let's jump ahead a couple hundred years just you know okay. around the time of christ a little bit after um all right and we're going to talk about one of the most famous pairs of ancient lovers mark anthony and cleopatra <gasps> Ooh, have i mentioned that i was cleopatra for halloween one year really okay we're gonna we're gonna have to uh dive into this um <laughs> I just- yeah. And I went with these two guy friends of mine. Oh, my God. You made them Caesar and yeah. Mark Anthony. Oh, my God. This is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. The three of us were Caesar, Mark Anthony, and Cleopatra. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. You know that it was uh, Caesar and Mark Anthony were uncle and nephew, right? Uh, yeah. I think they were. Maybe it was Octavius. I, I forget. But anyway, yeah, it was messy. But yeah, so yeah. Mark and Cleo were enjoying a little fishing outing on the Nile, which in, of course involved super luxurious barges, courtiers, slaves, food, music. The only thing that wasn't arranged to perfection was whether the fish would bite or not. Because oh, you know, okay. when you want something to happen... It never happens. So right. Mark Anthony was getting a little frustrated and kind of humiliated that he wasn't catching anything, especially because he was trying to impress Cleopatra and all of her girlfriends who were there mm-hmm. looking on. And so he had one of his slaves dive under the water and secretly attach an already did dead fish to the hook. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's when you've got oh. people. He had people. He had people to do shit for him. So he reeled it in. And like all fishermen, he's like, babe, look what I caught. (laughs) Cleopatra, like all girlfriends, was like, "Uh uh-huh. Great catch, babe. Um, Mark Anthony didn't take the hint and cast his line Again, and Cleo was like, oh, my fucking God, this guy. So she had one of her slaves, because she had people too, dive under the water and put a salted herring on his hook. (laughs) He reeled it in because, like, it's big. And he's, like, all excited and catching everyone over to look. And, yeah, he holds possibly the first and last record of catching the largest freshwater salted herring that is awesome 
but she won up to his his joke yeah that's awesome yeah but because it never does to let your slightly murderous boyfriend who has an entire imperial army at his command get pissed at you because you know that might lead him to overrunning your country and turning you into so much fish bait cleopatra was like babe leave the fishing to the fishermen and I think the actual quote was, thy sport is the hunting of cities, realms, and continents. Basically, like, babe, don't mm. worry, your dick is still big. Right. Alcibiades right. is no, too good he's been this. dead for hundreds of years. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it didn't work out too well for either of them in the end, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> because not long after this, we come to another Roman emperor. Caligula. Ah, uh, yes. You gotta. Re- you'll have to refresh my memory. I remember the name. Um, but you're you're gonna catch me up, right? Yeah. I mean, we've never really discussed him in depth because he, like, he has rows of books written about him. I'm just gonna basically okay. say this guy ruled from 37 to 41 CE. And thank God his rule was that short because he was legit insane. Like his cruelty was off the chain, even for Roman standards. And yeah, his sense of humor was pretty much on par, if not synonymous with his cruelty. No. Also being an emperor, he liked his pranks on a big scale, like legit a Colosseum sized scale. Oh, dear. Yikes. Now, I picked some of the milder ones. You know, this is this is Caligula. Thank you. In a really good mood. All right. This, this is might have oh. been like the three times he was ever, you know, he moved the needle closer to nice. He was still on the oh like, my God. oh, dude, this is fucked up, but it's closer to normal. Um, okay. So one time he was going to a theater performance, but decided to add his own act to the evening's entertainment. So he had some sort of free gift vouchers scattered on the seating area, usually reserved for the elites of Roman society. Commoners had to sit elsewhere. And this is all before the performance started. So here come all these elites expected to be led to their reserved seating. Instead, they find swarms of commoners climbing and rolling and fighting over the seats, fighting for these gift vouchers. And Caligula's there like you know, cackling and he's loving all the chaos and violence. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, not too bad. Chaotic, but sort of chaotic neutral. Maybe a little Lord of the Flies-ish, but whatever. Um, Yeah. The next one is not quite so nice, but it's about as good as you can get when Caligula is feeling playful. Um, It was a hot day in Rome and it gets, like, I've stood in the Colosseum and even in the middle of winter, it's like full sun, full exposure. Wow. Like, yeah, these, these arenas and theaters, they were open. Um, and he was, you know, it was some sort of gladiator or whatever contest there. And everybody was having a good time except presumably the gladiators (laughs) And it was relatively pleasant because they would also erect these giant canopies that would cover most of the audience with some shade. You know, it's like um, 
sort of the mid-tier seats in a baseball stadium where you get a little bit of that overhang and you're not in the uh, bleachers. Uh, right. So, yeah. <clears throat> except Caligula thought it would be funny to roll back the shade except for the part on him and let the audience oh. roast for a bit under the sun. Uh, okay. And I mean, wow. Rome in the summer, we're talking in the in Fahrenheit terms, like 90, 100, humidity, full sun. And yeah. you know what it's like under full sun, even in North Carolina at the beach. Like the first 30 seconds, oh, yeah. even minute, maybe two minutes. Sure. Great. Um, right. Two minutes, 30 seconds, I'm done. <laughs> you right, know, right, I, right. I'm, yeah. I, yeah. The audience kind of felt the same way and started to make for the exits, except Caligula ordered the guards to block the exits, forcing everyone back to their seats because mass sunstroke is fun to watch, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And again, this is him being gentle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so another hearty har-har Caligula pulled is actually in a way kind of less about him being horrible and more about the Romans in general being bloodthirsty assholes. So oh. in these Colosseum spectacles in between the gladiator acts um, and live crucifixions, they would bring out all kinds of fierce, wild animals. Lions, tigers, bears, leopards, wolves, you know. Oh, my. (laughs) That that's so fitting for today's episode. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Um, And, you know, so you've got an arena full of you know, a fighting area full of these animals. And they'd either have like your B-list gladiators fight them or they'd just throw some condemned prisoners out there and yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, But the point is to bring you, bring out the really big, fierce, deadly animals. Caligula thought it would be hilarious to hype up a performance and get the crowd really excited and then release the animals. Except, he had them all switched out for old, slow, lame, and tame. Think Wait. Okay. So think baby deer and geriatric camels instead of lions and tigers. Yeah. Nobody was getting eaten. Not much was actually even oh. happening. Okay. Needless to say, I, the crowd is... wasn't happy. <laughs> Right. This doesn't seem like Caligula brand. <laughs> Except he made thousands of people like super pissed off. Okay. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And he thought it was the funniest thing because, oh my God, what's this? Not bloodshed? Whoa. Never seen it before. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this this is... This was Caligula at his most benevolent. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. Um, Okay. But you know what? Our next prankster was uh, also, uh, go figure, a Roman emperor. 
Oh, good grief. Yeah. Maybe they just had a shit ton of time on their hands and could watch. Maybe they should have tried watching baseball. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they should have focused a little more on running their goddamn empire. Or maybe not, given how crazy most of them were. I don't know. There's no good solution here. No. (laughs) So we come to Emperor Marcus Aurelius Antonius, who ruled from 218 CE to 222 CE, and was known by his nickname Elagabulus, which meant sun god. Oh, okay. But you know I'm not going to call him that. I'm going to call him Gamaglobulin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure that works <laughs> and gab globulin is a uh it's a kind of globulins are a type of protein that have mm-hmm. to do with your immune system so gamma globulin is actually one of the things that you can get to be like um i went so like when my family went to india in 1980 when we went mm-hmm. to the travel clinic prior to leaving to get like all of our vaccinations for like rare tropical diseases that were still out in India, um, we got shots of gamma globulin and that was to help prevent hepatitis A. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm one of the few people who still has a smallpox vaccination mark because I was vaccinated against smallpox. Right. Anyway. um, Yeah. Things you didn't even... No, you needed, you never needed to know about me. Anyway, Gamma Globulin was a teenager when he became emperor. And so I'm not going to go too hard on his personality because of this, because I can't imagine growing up a Roman and B part of the Roman imperial family with guys like Caligula. Right. Gave you a solid foundation for making good life choices down the road. Yeah. Okay. Still, we have another case of this is why you don't want to be a dinner guest in ancient times. Uh Oh, so gamma globulin would have a huge banquet and he would secretly slip the equivalent of a whoopee cushion under the seat of the highest ranking or most pompous guest so that they would sit down and there would be an enormous fart noise when they sat down. Okay, I'm kind of on board with this one, especially if it's a pompous guest. Exactly. I'm I'm a little on board with this, yeah. (laughs) And because he's Emperor and he's their host, it's not like they could be angry with him, at least not openly. Right? (laughs) Um, Gamma Globulin also really liked cats. Oh. Big cats. Oh, I should have known. Okay. (laughs) Lions and leopards that he had trainers tame as much as you can tame lions and leopards. Yeah, I was going to ask, but yeah, okay. So after dinner, he'd let them loose in the dining hall and they'd do what cats do. Jump up on the furniture, knock shit over and try to sit on the guests' heads. Oh my God. (laughs) Like literally they would behave like oversized house cats. They, you know... I, I couldn't find a record of them actually trying to eat any of the guests. Like, they were literally just frolicking like cats. Right. Um, oh, my goodness. But, you know, you go to dinner with the emperor and suddenly here's a lion running at you. <laughs> right. And I can just see, oh. like, a leopard sitting there, like, batting a cup to the edge of the table. And you're like, no, don't do the thing. Don't do the thing. And the leopard's like, bink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
he would also mm. wait till his guests were sound asleep or passed out drunk in their rooms and then sneak big cats into the room to surprise them when they woke up. Oh my God. And a couple oh. people actually did die of fright from waking up to, you know, a 600 pound lion pawing at your face, doing the lion equivalent of meowing for its breakfast. Oh my God. Because again, these things oh, like oh. acted like big house cats. <clears throat> right. Oh and, you know, cats come and they like smack you in the face until you wake up. Right. Sometimes. So I've yeah. heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Gamma Globulin also went through a phase of collecting big snakes. Ew. And he liked to release these snakes into public areas. Ew. Like, think of Walmart on Black Friday and then release 20 cobras yeah. oh. or a couple of anacondas yeah mm. nope my thoughts exactly i know they didn't have anacondas those different hemisphere but whatever you know big snake that's the idea so um if some commoners died from either snake bites or being trampled in the stampede to get away from the snakes eh, no skin off his nose he's emperor yeah Gosh. good grief yeah, again, don't go to dinner with emperors, philosophers, or anybody in the ancient world. But let's leave the emperors behind and go to our last prankster of the day, who is kind of like Dr. Evil, but make it oh. ancient. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So in the 5th century CE... Somewhere in or near Constantinople. Um, Istanbul, it's Constantinople. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Sorry. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, Constantinople, get the works. It's nobody's business other than Turks. Okay, fine. <laughs> God damn it. You know I have to you, finish this. You can't say Constantinople and me not start it. <laughs> yep, exactly. I know, I know. I know where this was going. Anyway, in Constantinople, not Istanbul, there were two neighbors. <laughs> Zeno, a lawyer, and his neighbor Anthemius, or antihistamine. <laughs> you know, like I said, the... From the Wi-Fi being screwed up to just all these names to everybody being yeah. horrible, this is and, a perfect April Fool's episode. And it's seasonally appropriate. Yeah. With, with all the and pollen. The pollen. Yep. Yes, it's seasonally appropriate. So yep. antihistamine was actually very well known and is still well known today in history because he was an architect and engineer and helped to build the Hagia Sophia Church, which is today a mosque. It's very famous. Um, if you scroll down, I have oh. a little picture of it in there. Oh, okay. This is beautiful. Yeah. Where is this particular one? Where this is this is located? Istanbul. Okay. Our, this is well, like, yeah, we talked this about is that. one yeah. of the like world famous monuments. Like this is a okay. UNESCO heritage site 
Um, it so I've was, probably seen pictures of this plenty of times. Yeah, it's probably from different angles. Um, but it started yeah. as a church and then it became a mosque. Um, and actually, I have a photo in my study that is this big, beautiful framed photo that my friend Nadia, who's a photographer, took of one of the chandeliers, one of the mm. old, old, old chandeliers hanging from inside the uh, Hagia Sophia. It's so gorgeous. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, he was involved in building, designing and building that. Like, pretty cool, right? Um, Very but, cool. you know, neighbors don't always get along. Great when you do, but, eh, you know, sometimes yeah. you just get pissed off at your neighbor. Like, nothing is new. Um, <laughs> Zeno and antihistamine get in a snit over something. We don't know what, nor do we care. Still, Zeno was a lawyer, so it's clear that antihistamine wasn't going to win that fight, even if he right. took it to court. Right. So he decided to play dirty. Mm. And when architects decide to play dirty, things get a little Rube Goldberg. Okay. Am I supposed so, to know who that is? So did you ever watch like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons? Yeah. And every once in a while, or or like the Bugs Bunny cartoons, every once in a while, there's a car, there's an episode where there's this elaborate machine that has like dice and dominoes and balls and strings and pulleys. Oh, Wiley e. Coyote was yes. always building those, trying to catch the Roadrunner. Yes, and it's like you know, sixteen things have to happen before the mouse trap is sprung, right? Right. Right. That's Ruth Goldberg. <laughs> okay. So but now I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I think you're actually going to really dig this one. So antihistamine went down to his cellars, which must have, uh, you know, they might have run under partly under Zeno's house, but they, they were big enough to have him hold these enormous water boilers that he constructed. Oh, yeah, big, like just enormous okay. pottery containers, like sealed pottery containers of water with like a hole on the top uh, for the steam. Got it. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, a place to light a giant fire under them. And have you ever been in or lived in an old building with old steam heat? I have not. I don't. Yeah, that's I don't think so. Okay. But I mean, you've seen the old accordion radiators, right? In old, like pictures of oh, old yeah. houses. So when I was in college yeah, 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 and pretty much every place I lived in Boston, except for the very last place, we all had steam heat. And these steam radiators are loud. They clank. They hiss. If they're not, mm. like, sometimes if the radiator itself isn't securely bolted to the floor, it shakes. Like, it can shake your room. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. They are really, really loud. Um, but, you know, that's just because steam heat, it's literally being forced. It's, it's forced through the pipes. Right. Okay. And antihistamine um, had these big water boilers. And then he assembled some big leather tubes. He snuck into Zeno's house one night while Zeno was upstairs in his, like, so they would have this um, large, 
entertaining room one floor up from street level. And so okay. Zeno was there entertaining his guests and antihistamine st- snuck in and he attached to the joists supporting this upper floor, he attached the leather tubes. And then okay. he got the steam going. And Uh-oh. it basically created enough steam power to shake that room so badly that it tricked Zeno into thinking that there's an earthquake and causing him and his guests to flee. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now Zeno realized oh. that there wasn't an earthquake. And he came back, but antihistamine wasn't done. He used a light and hollowed out mirror to simulate thunder and lightning to annoy Zeno some more. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. And I bet he wow. waited till like Zeno was like the party had gone on for a while and Zeno was drunk because like if you're like sober, this isn't gonna do much. But if you're drunk, you're like, shit, it's the gods. I should have been nicer to my neighbor. <laughs> should have eaten rye crackers <laughs> there you go yeah exactly so you know next time your neighbor annoys you just get a giant water boiler some tubes sneak into their house attach it to the structural joists and pretend you're giving them an earthquake <laughs> oh that's great i love the ingenuity of this one yeah this and i mean yeah. nobody was injured it, yeah you know. This one's all science and engineering. I, I mad props to this one. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. <laughs> and actually, uh, I f- I forgot to write it down, but he was uh, antihistamine was also uh, noted in history for uh, some sort of mathematical discovery as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think antihistamine is your new hero. <laughs> but anyway the moral of all these stories is never go out to dinner in the ancient world beware emperors with a sense of humor and don't be a dick to your neighbors right (laughs) the fucking end back after this with questions and shit yay three two So I don't know about you, Jen. I mean, I do know about you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about you. <laughs> but on my mom's side of the family, we are pranksters. Oh. Okay. My uh grandfather used to pull pranks on my grandmother and my mom. Uh I have pulled pranks on my uncle Franco, and he just pulled one on me recently. Um, oh. He pulled one on his wife uh, that was, <laughs> it was brilliant. But let's start by talking about you, because I think you need to think about your sins. <laughs> I am referring to the birthday card you sent me three years ago that exploded with confetti. Yes. Best thing ever. Yeah. I think it was more than three years ago. Well, 
Now, when did was, you move? It was spring of 2020. It was right at the start of COVID. Yeah. You sent me a birthday card. I was like, oh, yeah. this is so nice. It's it's good to feel a connection with other people, you know, get something through the mail, <laughs> affirming human relationships. I open it in my backyard. I have two puppies that eat everything running around and what flies out? Yes. Glittery, so sparkly, glitter. little star confetti glitter. Yep. And I, I, the desk I'm sitting at right now, I'm pretty sure if I open this little drawer here in front of me, you can hear a little bit of squeak. Nope, not that drawer. This little old antique desk has three Oil drawers, your so hinges, Jen. Oil no, this hinges. is like, there are no hinges. This oh. is like old. This is oh, like wood. this is sliding. Yeah. Yeah, this is sliding wood. Uh, drawer number three. Nope. Okay, so I don't know where they... I have a container of this glitter saved, and now I don't know where it is, obviously. But, oh, thank fuck. Oh, oh, look, <laughs> there's some little trivia cards that we were going to try making a game from called I Should Have Known That. Remember that? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Who somewhere has time? This- you could be watching baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I want to know where did the... <laughs> Where did my confetti go? Oh no, I'm upset. Anyway, well, it's so for for our yeah. listeners, the confetti Sorry. went everywhere. Yeah, we had a week of very glittery sparkle poop from the puppies, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two and a half years later, as we were doing uh, some renovations in the backyard, yeah, I was still digging up glitter. I love it. Yes, this is yeah. Yep. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving. This is the best thing ever. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just lucky. Yeah, you didn't find like Fenrir shaped glitter. Although, <laughs> now now I have an idea. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So there was one. Sam year. is a prankster. <clears throat> oh, yeah. he is. Sam's okay. a prankster in our house, not excessively because the rest of us are not. And he's aware of that. Yeah. He, he's aware that's not our thing. So it's only occasionally and it's it's fairly tame mm-hmm. when he's pulling pranks. Um, for example, just this past week, well, we might be going on two weeks now. You have been witness offline pets on the steps we made a mention of that we kind of hinted at that earlier so violet she's been taking a couple of stuffed animals one being a uh, a sumsum rocket raccoon but it's a big one it's not the itty bitty like the size of your iphone it's big like the size of of a golden retriever puppy it's okay sure um she for my birthday many years ago, she gave that to me as a birthday gift because mm-hmm. she knows that I like Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. At the time, this is so many years ago, she didn't understand that I liked Rocket Raccoon because I like Bradley Cooper, <laughs> the voice of 
Rocket Raccoon because Bradley but, Cooper is eye candy. <laughs> but she was too young to understand that. All she knew was mom likes Rocket Raccoon. This would make a great birthday gift. <laughs> but also with time and wisdom, you now appreciate the rage and recklessness of Rocket Raccoon. Yes, yes. In fact, you even and called so, me Rocket Raccoon when we were at oh, Disney. You are so Rocket Raccoon. You are like... <laughs> Fifty percent rocket and fifty percent. I've blanked out. Oh my god! I know their names. I know their names. I'm not. It'll Groot. come to me. No, you're not Groot. It'll come to me after we're done. It'll cut. It. I'll just. I'll yell it out later. The, okay. Good. Anyway, we also have about the same size a plushy Fenrir that was again. A birthday gift yep. from you. I wonder who gave it to you. <laughs> that would be you. Yes. So, so I don't even know what started this. Oh, I do know. I was, they were downstairs at some point and I was like, okay, these, they need to go upstairs. So I put Fenrir on the steps one day as I'm just kind of doing the little quick zoom around the downstairs like yep. putting things away a little bit what are what are the easy things i can clean up well mm -hmm. fenrir he belongs upstairs put him on the steps and i'll take him when i go it turned into a staging and violet for we are at a, probably about two weeks now yeah has been moving the the stuffed animals she brought rocket into the equation and they've been moving on the steps every Once, day. Yeah. She moves them. Sometimes she moves them twice a day. It just mm -hmm. kind of depends. Um, there was a Saturday in there. The first Saturday in there, she would move them each time she passed them. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, kid, kid, I, you got to slow down because guess what? I'm sending pictures of this stuff to the gals yeah. and she's like, what? And I'm like, you keep moving them too fast. I can't keep up. But the gals are loving this. We, we seriously on our discord, we were all like, we were discussing the theory of like, who's going to pull ahead. Like we were waiting yeah, for like, the next picture. It, we have become so goddamn invested in this journey. What is, was it a race or not? Were they, was it teamwork getting these or two up sabotage. the stairs? Or what was, what was it play? Because there's no narration. No. It's just, there's, it's left to interpretation and speculation. And, oh, and, and it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Violet got so into it. All of a sudden, at one point, I walk up the steps. Fenrir's gone. What? Yeah. Fenrir is missing. Fenrir oh. is not on the steps. And I'm like, wait, okay. I didn't oh. see this coming. What curveball is this? Yeah. Oh, 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 I know where this is going. God damn it. Enter, enter my husband, sabotaging, pranking. He intervened. He had, he couldn't leave well enough alone. Yeah. <laughs> His little, well, not little Slytherin streak. He is big time Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, it, it has to poke the bear. He mm -hmm. is a button pusher. Yep. And yeah. So 
he had picked up Fenrir and like put Fenrir on a desk somewhere upstairs. Ugh. And it's like, are you kidding me? You're messing with pets the, on steps. Uni- You're messing with pets on steps. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not acceptable, Samuel. Right. And I'm like, Violet! And she comes running and she she starts yelling at Sam. Yep. I love it. Yeah. And so Fenrir was placed back where he came from. With strict instructions to leave him alone. Yeah. Back on the playing field. Uh, Yeah. And so that's, that's my husband's kind of prank it's it's harmless it's yeah <clears throat> of the button pushing type you know so, that's, so i'll i'll yeah. when i was i think 13 or 14 um i i lived in indiana my uncle franco lived in california so there was like a two-hour time difference sometimes a three-hour because indiana was weird with time changes um because we didn't change <laughs> we never moved our clocks um, oh. yeah, it was so nice. Like just never had to worry about spring forward, fall back, whatever. Anyway, April fools came. I decided I was going to prank him. Uh Oh, so I called him and, uh, this happened. This April fools was like a Saturday morning. It like just coincided that April 1st was Saturday. So I okay. was like, I called him at like 4.50 a.m. his time, just before 5 a.m. Because he was an early riser. I'm like, oh, I'll just get him like 10 minutes early. Okay. So I call him. He fumbles for the phone. And he's like, hello? And I said, this is Fern Hicks from the Peoria, Illinois Grand Sweepstakes. I am calling to let you know that you have won a four-day, three-night, all-expenses-paid trip to Peoria, Illinois. You will be greeted with a real ticker tape parade with the ticker tape imported from New York City. Oh, my God. And he hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I called him back, and I'm like, it's you, it's me. And he's like, I thought you were one of those fucking computer calls. (laughs) So yeah. not only did he not fall for it, he was like, he sabotaged your attempt. No, and... he fell, he totally fell for it. Oh, he did. That's but why, why he, he hung hang up, up on me. He hung up on me because he thought I was a computer call. You know how you get okay. like those, I am calling to let you know you have one right. vacation. So that's what he thought I was. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to like freak okay. him out thinking like make him think he had won something and be like, oh my God, what the hell is this? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is Fern Hicks from the Peoria, Illinois Sweepstakes Commission. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. But then, you know, he awesome. got me back. My cousin, yay, had her baby. And uh, yeah, I texted him i'm like what's the name and he texts me back flamenga (laughs) like flamenco only flamenga right and i was right there was a beat and i texted back is this a family name he's like catchy (laughs) isn't it (laughs) i'm like 
is it on his side? <laughs> and he's like, just kidding. Nobody knows yet. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was Googling it to try and figure out what I could say that was nice about it. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so this that's... has been quite an interesting episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know neither again, of us are drunk with water. <laughs> uh, April Fool's. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a little like mini series planned for April that is tied into spring. It'll be fun. Oh. I mean, as okay. much as, you know, depressing, disturbing Greek mythology can never be fun. Right. But, right. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've got going coming up for april but provided the the internet gets on board because this has been choppy i'm hoping the quality comes out okay on this this has been choppy (laughs) oh well hopefully hopefully yeah because it sounds fine on my end so cross your fingers um eat all the rye crackers (laughs) yeah yeah so in the meantime, uh, subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. We're on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. We're on TikTok at Drunk Mythology Gals. We're on the web at DrunkMythologyGals.com where you can find merch. Yes. And as mentioned earlier, Patreon, patreon.com slash Drunk Mythology Gals. Or send us an email. It'll go into a black hole. We'll never see it, never respond. But you can do it anyway just to you know, for shits and giggles. Oh, Gal- maybe we'll respond on April Fool's. We'll it- only oh. respond to emails on April oh, Fool's. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Gals at drunkmythologygals.com. We'll have like 900 emails from the past year to respond to. Yeah, April Fool's on us. So yep. thanks again <laughs> for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they think it's going to be really funny to call you at four in the morning and wake you up, making you think you're a computer call. Um, <laughs> and no, never, ever sign up for anything that they try to sell you on those. Anyway, finally, always remember, if the gods and a bunch of Roman emperors can behave badly, then so can you.